0: Hi, everyone. My name is PK. Here I have Daniel Bolger, who's an, inc- I mean, I'm just learning about him now, but he's an incredible human being. He was in prison, I think that's the way to say. He was involved with drugs and, and all sorts of things. He's hit rock bottom. But he's completely changed his life. And he's bought seven properties some for himself, but also has helped his dad buy four properties, his sister buy two properties. Now he's doing counseling to help others transform his life. I'm really proud to, to call him a client of the Property Investment Accelerator. And in this episode, we'll really focus on like his why, because I think that regardless of your background, regardless of your history, the type of why that he carries in his mind and his heart is really inspirational. And, and of course, goes without saying that he's done terrifically well in real estate. So, amazing story. Uh, Daniel, thank you so much for for making the time. Thank you, PK. Yeah, amazing. Thanks for having me on. Welcome to the Oz Property Investment Mastery Podcast. My name's PK, and I help busy people build passive income by buying top 5% growth, and cash flow property and build a portfolio using data without wasting months doing research, spending weekends at inspection or catching flights, or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents every single time. So if you're confused, lack confidence, and just overwhelmed with all the information and marketing misinformation available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. I mean when you when you sent me the um the message on on Facebook Messenger, I mean, not to to make a big deal out of it, but it is kind of a big deal. You bought. I'm just reading here. You bought in Bundaberg eighteen months ago for two hundred and sixty five thousand dollars. And just last week, the bank valuation came at three eighty. So we're not talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, but in eighteen months, that's forty three percent growth. I mean, that's that's pretty terrific. So just on that, you should pat yourself on the back. But I, I do want to start from the start. Um, Ten years ago, or eleven years ago, twelve years ago, you were you found yourself in like a, a tricky situation. What kind of? I to, I want to paint the whole arc. You know, from from what the situation was to now how you've completely transformed your life and especially financially Um, how did you get into that predicament in the first place
1: well yeah thanks pk it started off if you want to go right back to the surface of it all uh, when i was 14 15 years old I, I more or less started to get into drugs and drinking a lot and, and partying and all that sort of stuff, and just getting into a lot of trouble. I was um, first charged with my first offence when I was 15 years old. Then, when I was 17 years old, is when I really started to go through that journey of just I, I felt really, really lost as a as a young, 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 young person, and um, basically got expelled from school, went to another school, then dropped out of school completely, and. Yeah, was using drugs every single day you know 17 18 years old um until basically when i was 18 years old i I was first in custody um spent 10 weeks in custody then when i was basically then i went and spent six months at a youth rehab center then i I spent times before that in uh, psychiatric units and uh, police cells and and was addicted to all sorts of drugs and 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 drinking and stuff like that all the time. And basically, um, the moment that really changed a lot of my life in that regards was when I was 20 years old, I I got sentenced. um, And I got sentenced to a Munnsbury Justice Centre where I ended up serving 12 months. And I was very, very lucky where I got sentenced on my 21st birthday PK. Mm -hmm. So I'm 31 years of age now. So just over 10 years ago. And um, it was something different in that particular time in my life it was just like i had enough of that life i had enough of the the damage it was causing for for obviously people um but also my family and stuff like that and i, I just wanted more from life so i remember i got sentenced and going going spent 12 months there and uh, i just knew I, I i wanted something else and it was actually interesting because we're on a property podcast um, yeah. obviously is um when i was in there i remember this older gentleman came in and and there was about five of us in the room and i used to go to all the programs that were on offer um i really wanted to make the most out of it being in there and this old gentleman came in and talked about how he ran um properties like he'd buy all these cheap properties in in regional and travel around and 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 collect the rent himself and stuff and something about it was fascinating and it was it was disappointing because the next week i rocked up and um i said where's the where's this program they said oh he's, he's had enough because the guys just grilled him no one really gave a gave a oh. <laughs> yeah no one really cared about this program except for oh, me i was just sitting there going keep telling me stories so yeah but anyway and i got out um 12 months later and and and, and i did really really well I, I i got off the the i i probably i relapsed probably four times i'd say since mm-hmm. in in like that initial 24 month period uh but i i went through a bit of mental health issues as well um so Actually, it wasn't a bit of mental health issues. I, I went through a lot of shame and everything for for what what I I put my, my the people around me through, and 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 I just couldn't seem to let go of that. So it took me a while to to get over that moment in my life, and 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 really seek the help from friends and professionals and everything like that to be the man I am today. So that was a very challenging time for my, myself. It was easily the most challenging time going through that depression. Like honestly, let's call it what it was. It was a real real. Yeah real deep depression so I'm very lucky where I got out of that moment in my life and um, from there basically I started to do talks at um, sporting clubs and schools there was to not beat around the bush there was in our football club I played football in the local football league and there was some there was a couple of blokes took their own life to be honest So that's how extreme the situation was. And I I made a decision then that I was going to step into it. And and I gave a talk at my local football club, the one that I played at the year before. And then I gave a talk that another one that week, and then another one. And then I went to all the football clubs, raising awareness about mental health to these uh, football players in these local football clubs. Then I started to do schools and ended up meeting, uh, doing a talk in front of Julia Gillard, doing some volunteer stuff with Beyond Blue. And it took me to heaps of amazing places. Then I, I I managed to save up a bit of money um, to go and I went traveling around the world for 12 months. I started off, I went to Mexico and Cuba with the mate, then I went to India, Egypt, um, and then went through South America and a bit of um certain places in Europe and stuff like that, and just really almost had that youth that I I never really had, you know, because I was like 20 26 at the time, so I thought um, yeah I'd relive that so it was really amazing and I and I was really in a good space where I could enjoy it and I was there at an authentic level and I was really learning a lot going to see these different types of cultures and things and um, when I when I got back I made a decision that I was yeah I was I was I was going to going to yeah keep doing the talks and 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 I was working in the counselling space got a counselling diploma Uh, I met my beautiful wife Um, I met her at a a spanish meetup app she's venezuelan so started to learn spanish and stuff when i was traveling and that and then yes. we went tra- she came and met me and we went to venezuela and met her family and things and then basically i we ended up yeah we ended up obviously falling in love getting married having two beautiful boys and everything like that and um and we ended up moving to the country but i'll backtrack a little bit because you ask about the why before and i think it's really important i don't just believe in in this with property, if someone's trying to change their life or something like that, I believe the the why needs to be really strong. So basically, when I had my first child, Dominic is his name. I remember when we had the first child, I, we probably, we were saving up to buy a house in the Melbourne market. This was sort of right in the middle of COVID. And um, so we had some savings. We were really working hard to put a lot of money together to buy this home. I remember having my first son and it was like, Geez, the responsibility, PK. Eh? I, I was ready for it. I just was very aware that I was. We live in an economic environment, and I need to figure out how I'm going to make this sustainable for me and my family, so I can spend a lot of quality time with them and and do really well for myself. So, we we ended up we ended up we ended up getting priced out of the Melbourne market, moving to regional, right in the middle of COVID. So we bought a house there, uh, and we got pretty lucky where it got some significant growth and. Yeah, to get on the the property journey is when it when it all sort of started. I met a guy at work, PK, and he he was he's about ten years older than me. And he was talking; he had seven properties, but they were all in the same area, and you know, really in Aboriginal Victoria. And man, I remember that moment, PK. I just thought, Daniel, you got it. You got to do something here, and this just started. The I'm sure a lot of your audience can relate, just the absolute um, property obsession um, that we all go through from time to time. And that was in 2000 and. 2020, 2020 and twenty, two thousand and twenty and two thousand twenty one is when it really started to kick so re- off. And- pretty
0: recently, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty recently. And the first uh so the first investment property I got was in a in a regional town and for three hundred thousand, had a side lane access as well. It was an old house, really, really run down. I had twenty grand um, to put into it, put into it, fixed it up. And ended up renting, a, like renting it to a, and I rent, I rented the rooms there. I still do to this day. So I run a rooming house business there, which um generates, including bills in, in the winter months, you know, up to $200, $200 positive cash flow. And then in the summer, up to even $400 um a week, positive a week. cash flow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, But it was, yeah, there's a lot of work that went into that property. Bigger. It's not for everyone running a yeah. remote. It's definitely not passive income, as you say
0: yeah rooming is um is great but when i looked into it for myself i was like i'm too lazy for this <laughs> it's a, it's a bit like that and then and then in
1: the winter months the, the the bills can really eat up a lot of the profits and things like that so and there's more maintenance and stuff but saying that i i, I do it's at this time time of my life pk it's really serving me and my family a lot of yeah a lot of a lot of um extra income and things like that to mm-hmm. focus on what we want to focus on so but this is definitely not recommended for people. But basically, when I was in the middle of that renovation, I found out I could get I could borrow again. So I pretty much used all the money in my offset for my owner occupier to buy this property. I ended up, we ended up getting so close to purchasing this property that would have needed 50 grand into it anyway. In a in a town that really hasn't grown much, and I stumbled across your content, and I was like this close to going and purchasing that property. And I remember doing going through the course, and I'm like, "Nah, Daniel, you can, you can." I got, I purchased the course, and I'm like, "Nah, you can, you can." I smashed through it, so like I smashed through a lot of it really quickly because I, mm-hmm. I was nearly going to buy this property, PK, right? Yeah. And I ended up pulling out of that deal and getting a property for the same price in Bundaberg, right. 265k, um, and it rents today 450 a week as well. So it does really. Geez.
0: That's like. Uh, on on 265 i can't do the math in my head that's like eight percent or something even higher i I just it was it was
1: an off-market deal even Mm -hmm. though um it was really hard to get and I just um yeah, the situation, a lot of people don't talk about that enough, I reckon like they, I always try to find out what's the story going on with this particular property. there's always a story and and the situation was and obviously we don't know the the whole truth because real estate agents won't tell you everything, but I generated enough of a story and it was just this person was had a had a property they needed to set they were settling on in the sunshine coast. they needed to transact this property. so we made it quick qu- quick settlement off market no marketing fees for them and it was just get this property off the market in a in a really hot Bundaberg market and it was just like a four bedroom
0: Queenslander that's
1: done extremely well so
0: amazing yeah amazing so i i, I just think it's like pretty phenomenal i mean it's um it's kind of a weird thing to say but the humility that it takes to to share your why and the background that you shared um, you know, it takes a lot of self reflection and, and humility to to share that. But then you also have the the humility, I think, because of your experiences to say that, you know what, I'm open to learning and I'm open to achieving, like you said, that guy came in, into the correctional facility, and he had all those properties. And you, and you heard about that other guy in Victoria who had all those regional properties. It's like, If you can get through drug addiction, if you can go through the prison system and come out, I wouldn't say unscathed, but like a better person for it, right? Then you almost, I'm putting words in your mouth here, but it's almost like now you can do anything in life because I think most of us, we live like comfortable lives. I can say for myself, I never ever went through that route. I just had like a quote unquote easy, easy life. And then it's very easy for me to to think at the age of 26, like, oh you know like actually um i can't achieve all of this stuff that people are, are talking about because i've never had to go through that hardship you have and and you've come out a better person and i think that's actually a strength um if if anything um i don't know if, if you would agree with that or not but that's the way okay. i see it
1: it's what what you just spoke about it's um it's definitely Definitely my my biggest strength, my biggest asset is is the things I've gone through. I mean, you can cut out what I'm about to say next if it's a bit too full on for your audience, but this moment in my life has has definitely made the man of who I am today is when when I was eighteen years old, as I said, my first night in custody, um, there was thirty of us in a in a in a in a in a like a cell thing. And basically my first night in custody there was a guy in there who was. Geez, you probably might even. I don't know. I'll, I'll share the story, but it's um because yeah, it's, yeah, really, it. it's definitely really powerful. But I'm locked up there as an 18 year old. My first night in custody, there's 30 of us, and basically, the, everyone in the room was talking about this guy who who was who was a convicted murderer. He was a he was a you know pretty heavy into crime and stuff like that. And he was on he was just about to get trialled for his second second one, right? So it was right. pretty full on. And what's long oh. and behold the, the, the room I have to share for that night is with this guy, <laughs> this guy you'd see in, you know, he's like a poster boy for an underbelly movie, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And, 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 and the reason I share that PK, is because what you were talking about, when, when you go through a moment like that, at, you're 18 years old and you're having to actually have a conversations and connect with this guy at some level, right. Cause you're with him for the night and you're just talking and, and you, you know, you're talking about things and then you go, and then you go on about your life. Like it's, it's hard to, it's hard to be truly intimidated by a lot, a lot of other situations in your life.
0: Yeah, yeah, you. That's so true. I mean, you know, I think, and not to take anything away from anyone, but if you lose your job, then that shakes people's entire existence. You know, if they go through like a a breakup or something, and of course these are really bad things that and that can really trouble people to the core. Um, but if you if you've had to share a cell with like a convicted murderer or just all of these experiences that you've gone through then that doesn't make any of these other things any less but it allows you to come through and and see with more perspective and and really i would say yeah just like not bulldoze through but in like a healthy way overcome any other hurdle that that life may may throw at you and i think one thing that you mentioned earlier before we hit record was like Property investing, if done right, can be done by anyone. It doesn't mean that you need to be on a half million dollars a year. Even if you're on sixty k, seventy k, eighty k, I mean, you you did it as well, right? And and you weren't like you were restarting your life, so to speak, after kind of, you know, overcoming a a lot of those um, of of those experiences. So, yeah, I think that's something that I can definitely learn from. Um, And where did this kind of like this hunger to to make money um come from i know that's not the reason you're doing it you're doing it to to spend more time with your kids and facilitate um everything your family and etc but you know some people love their families and and they love to spend time with their kids and they they want the best for those around them but they don't really have this kind of desire to achieve passive income or to get ahead financially where does this kind of financial acumen come from in you
1: Great, great question. I just want to go backwards to the thing you said about, um, yeah, some people just, they, I believe make, once you make a conscious decision about what you truly want, and I made a decision I want to invest in property, then I was working two jobs at, at, at the stage and everything like that, of course, but I also had two young babies and a wife who wasn't working, right? She's being a mum, so it's more work mm-hmm. than two jobs combined, as you know, PK. I
0: know. So... <laughs>
1: so Basically I believe once you set that intention with yourself like and you seek out all the information all the knowledge you can acquire and, and and put up a bit of a game plan about how you can get there you you will achieve that I know it sounds a bit but cuz it cuz the moment you shut it off and you go no property investing is not for me it's only for rich people then do you think that prop person's going to achieve passive they won't even get they won't even get on the field because they've already told themselves they're shutting off that part of the brain where they can have conversations, they can watch video, they can read and, and then learn about all this property and information and data about that particular thing. So that's one thing I really want to say as well. Like if anyone's watching this and like, oh, it's only for, rich. I thought the same thing many years ago. And I can tell you if that's, once I shifted that mindset, because I saw it was possible, I saw someone who was relatively on the same income, et cetera, that did this, it shifted my mindset. And once I shifted that, and, and realize oh my goodness I can do this I don't just have to buy my house pay it off and you know get on the pension or something I can have a passive income I can invest in other assets I can do things blah 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 it changed the game for me
0: totally and how, how do you it deal with it? like because now I don't know if you're still mates with your mates when you're a teenager or, or you're still in those kind of friend circles or not I, I don't know but Surely, you go to barbecues and and stuff like that, and people know your your background. Like how do you deal with it when they're like, "Oh, Dan, like what happened to you? Like, why did you do some random six thousand dollars course off youtube or or like, why are you investing in in real estate? Isn't that what people do? and they ruin the housing market for everyone else? or, you know all of these kinds of negative things that are out, or like, oh, I don't even know how you're getting all these loans. I don't know. You're probably breaking the law to get all these. You know, like it's all yeah, this yeah, totally like stuff totally. that goes around.
1: Totally, it's um, well, stuff. They're watching too much Channel Seven News for one. Peak, eh? There's there's <laughs> one. <you> <laughs> they're getting brainwashed by that whole scene. But basically, the why for me, you asked about why I did this, and it it comes down to one word, and that is freedom. I I I. I I see. I mean, you could go on a whole another rabbit hole with what I'm about to talk about now. But I see the challenges pe- people have that are on the pension. I see, I see, I see people I know that have worked their whole life and they're, they're in their seven. They, they might work till they die. Let's not beat around the bush, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, no way, no way do I want that sort of life. And and there's no, I I guarantee in 10 years' time, my my life will be will just look amazing as far as in all levels because. I I, I just, that freedom is really important to me, that freedom to, I I, I do a job, I do a role where I'm working from home now, I also um, facilitate programs, as I said, in prisons and youth groups and and have some regular groups I'm doing and things like that. Um, But the reality is, I get to spend a lot of time with my two kids, my two boys and my wife, and it's just like amazing. And I just freedom is huge for me because freedom brings me joy because it enables me to spend time what I want to do not not what other people to tell me to do or whatever it's just like that word freedom Pika. it always yeah. comes to
0: I love it. I love it. We went to uh, San Francisco recently, and uh, we went to a baseball game, like the San Francisco Giants. Uh, I don't know anything about baseball, but we thought we'd go anyway. And um, they sing the U.S. national anthem at the start, and you know, like as an Australian person, like it's kind of corny and whatever. But like, as soon as they like they finish that anthem, like honestly there's such a thick atmosphere around the crowd and they're all like cheering and they're all like fist bumping. And it's it's all around the, the notion behind America. I mean, everyone has an, an opinion on America, but that notion of freedom, that they, they live it every single day. Like they're so proud of it. And I was telling, I was talking to my wife on on the way back home. I was like, you know, I think we underestimate and we take for granted the, the basic freedoms we have in Australia. And she was like, yeah, but I was like, actually... I don't think most people certainly not the middle class have freedom because they are trapped in a career like let's be honest you seem like a straight up guy most people are trapped in a career that they they don't really like or even if they like now they don't want to be in it forever they're working nine to nine they've got a couple of young kids where they're probably not going to spend much time with them maybe a few hours on the weekend but even then their career or their job is running through their head they've got all these Pressures from the mortgage, the bills, cost of living going up. Yes, they can go out of their house. They can say what they want. It's freedom of speech. But how much freedom do you really have over your life? And and I was just saying, like you know, we're not meant to live like this. (laughs) Human beings are not meant to live like this. We're meant to live a life. I mean, it's you know, being in prison is the ultimate like literal sense of blocking your freedom. But even if you're free or outside of prison, if you don't have financial um, anonymity. If you don't have financial freedom, if you don't have the ability to say no to your boss, if you don't have the ability to be the destiny of how you spend your time, then you don't really have freedom. And I, I know some people will disagree, and that's completely fine. But this is just like my own heart, and so I can really, um, I can really resonate with that. Freedom is is everything, and money doesn't buy happiness, but it does buy freedom. And then it's up to you how you use that freedom to to be joyful, right?
1: Dude, that what you just pictured before that—that's that's like a worst worse nightmare. So when you when you say that stuff about all the stuff at the start, it's like, I, and and I believe this is my I believe you'll you'll never see me in that bloody cycle. I tell you that much. But I believe everyone has a choice where they can get out of. You know, we moved up to the country for two years because we wanted we wanted to actually buy, and then we did all the investment. We're back in Melbourne. Now got a place, um, in, bought a place in Melbourne, Frankston. You know that area. I think you got yeah, I've got one there. there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll do really well. It's a beautiful spot. And then we got and and we got about to buy one more property as well. But the point is, it's like I just I just think that it's the most important thing is being able to is being able to spend time and do what you truly want in life. And I think a lot of people think are just trapped in this cycle. But there's other alternatives. Like I was having this conversation with my wife yesterday and I was looking at someone who might buy a one point because I see it regularly. They might buy a $1.6 million house in Melbourne, right? And they're on X amount and their wife's on X amount. They send their kid off to childcare for someone else to raise their child. And this is, my love goes out to these people as well. Like, come on, I feel the compassion for it. And they send their kid off to these childcare or something like that. They go earn these ridiculous salaries so they can live in some fancy suburb and have drive this Porsche and Tesla and all this they're better off going to going somewhere regional or something like that working at Bunnings and doing it out there (laughs) paying the house off in cash PK and spending that time with their family and feeling calm and just doing things they want to do and it's just like it's but obviously, everyone's got their own life they want to live. but if mm. it's like that's why I think property investing is 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 so great because it can enable you to live the life you truly want to live on your terms, not yeah. get dictated by something else
0: or or at least at the very minimum, um, live a intentional life, not just be by default put into that position where you have an expensive house that the neighbors envy. But hmm. your huge mortgage and constantly stressed and having to climb the corporate ladder just to be able to pay that off, and you don't have any time to do actually what you enjoy. I mean, different strokes for different folks, but the main thing is to, to live a, a conscious and intentional life. And I think um, you have a great advantage in that because you weren't able to do that for a period of time. And that context and that perspective that that hardship gives. Um, you can't you can't buy. I just wanted to ask you the question, like you know, because you've also used the course and even before that to buy properties for your sister and for yep. your dad. Like, I don't know if this is too personal. Let me know if it is. But what's uh-huh. like how what's their opinion? How how because they've seen I guess you come <laughs> like a long way. Are they? And I'm sure they're really grateful and appreciative of you helping them buy properties and doing the work, etc. But how how does your family and close ones see your at least your financial journey? Yeah, well, they they sort of
1: um, follow followed a little bit, I guess. My my sister's twenty six. Um, she per- I I did the the cheap purchase in her name, obviously, but I, I found the properties for her. I got one in Trelogan and also one in Townsville for her as well. So she's twenty six. So she's on her way to do extremely good things as well. And um, my dad, as well, he moved in with his partner. So he sold his house in Melbourne, moved into his partner's house, and had cash and more or less said to me, I see what you're doing, Daniel, blah, blah. And we bought him. I bought him a house in um, Mount Gambier, Townsville, Bansdale, and a place called Painesville as well. So they're nice. all those All those properties have actually grown in the interest rate rise and their cash flow positive. Well, they're, a lot of them are in cash anyway because he. Puts two of them in cash and stuff like that, so he's doing really well. But one thing I just want to say, PK, which I feel like is really uh, important for a lot of uh, property investors, and you can use it as a metaphor for life. But let's stick to um, the property investing route. Is I think it's really important that you 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 have your own you have your own journey that you're on for you and your family, and you have your own goals that you want to achieve for you and your own family. The moment I Daniel Bulger start comparing myself to PK or Steve McKnight or the barefoot investor or I believe you can get a little bit lost in the whole thing. If you if you know what you truly want for yourself and 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 get the information, get the data on what to do, and and then you sort of play out that roadmap for you. For some person they might want 20 properties. Another person might just want three properties to have that enough because they that's all they want. But just being honest, being true to yourself and also just for a bit of sanity as well. Just like don't don't compare yourself to to some to other people and just compare yourself on who who you were yesterday and and where you were in your property journey yesterday and how you can progress forward yourself for you and your family.
0: It can be paralyzing to to compare yourself because there's always someone there's always a bigger fish in the sea and it's like okay I don't have any properties and then this Daniel guy comes along and he's got X amount of properties and it's like you put that person on a pedestal. And then you're like, okay, how do I achieve that? And you try to find some shortcut, but there is no shortcut. Like you've done the work, I've done the work. Everyone who's achieved anything in life has has done the work. The people who've won lotto, they've actually all gone bankrupt basically. So if you have to earn, yeah. you have to earn your your uh, your financial freedom. You have to earn that advancement. And yeah, compare to yourself. And I think just you have to be uh like just a little bit kind to yourself. I mean, you you talked about the shame that you had gone through, which is, I guess, a normal thing after having, you know, um, had an impact negatively on your family because of your life choices. Um, You know, you can't get over something like shame by being hard on yourself. Like you have to be kind. You have to understand that the circumstances in which I found myself when I was a teenager lent me towards going down this route. You know, maybe I didn't have as much choice as I thought I did. Right. So you, you have to be kind to yourself. And I think when people are kind and soft and um you know, empathetic to themselves, then you can have a conversation with yourself in a non-lunatic type of way, right? It's like I have conversations with myself all the time. I'm like, why do I find this difficult? Actually, this is not difficult. What is the mental block that is preventing me from from going to the next level or taking this particular route? And over a m- multiple days you actually start to assimilate that, yeah, actually this is the issue and I can I can resolve this. So I think that's what people need to do. And um there's there's no substitute for that kind of that strong inner work which i think is obviously what you're you're devoting a large part of your life to now
1: totally it's like i i remember i i I caught your post when you were in Mexico with your with your son or something. And then you write these interesting things, metaphors about life and property and you intertwine it. And I've actually been to those pyramids outside of Mexico. Oh, yeah. so I've been, I took my wife there as well. We've been there a couple of times. It's, it's my, one of my favorite places on earth. But point of the story is I remember seeing that. I'm like, geez, oh, I, saw you, I think you had a picture with your your boy. And I uh-huh. remember going, geez, I want to take my son there. Daniel, I want to take my son there tomorrow. Why could, oh, and then I'm like, and then, and then just the awareness to catch myself and go you know what daniel every day that can be every day for you like that it's fantastic and i want to take my my son's travelling and do all that stuff and congratulations to yourself for be able to do that but my point is it's like every day is the is just amazing that and and loving with when you're with your kids and everything the reality is they just want to be with dad mum and dad uh-huh but they just like like Every day is the pyramids for me. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah, every day yeah. you can connect with your kids and just feel that joy. That's true. That's true. true peace and happiness, in my opinion, anyway. Do you know what and I
0: mean? And I've actually found that he doesn't. He like I've I I kind of got onto the I got got into this rhythm where I was like I need to give him different experiences, whether it's traveling or trying different sports or musical instruments. Like, let's throw money at being a parent. But I found that that's actually not what he wants. Actually, all he wants is like conversations with me, you know, like shooting the breeze, like sitting out in the deck and like and you know, he's he's got quite a high IQ. He's he's got a good EQ as well. Like he can talk about feelings and he likes it when he he wants me to talk about when I'm sad and he wants me he wants to coach me through it. And and like that's what makes them happy. And so I think like, you know, sometimes not to say you are doing this, but people can say, oh look, this guy's traveling all the time or that person's got this asset or this car or whatever. But, you know, what is actually bringing happiness? And it's that conscious intent, always bring it back to home, pressing that home button on the iPhone. What's actually going to bring myself and my family joy? And it it sometimes isn't those material um, objects. But once again, it's the freedom. You can't have these deep and meaningful conversations. You can't have the mental clarity and bandwidth to be present with your kids if you're constantly worried about having to go to work or whatever it is. So true.
1: Not enough people talk about it. Not enough people talk about what exactly you just said. It's just like, I believe it's like, it's a lot of people aren't willing to go there and have the conversation and take the responsibility for their own life and their family's life. That's only my opinion. There's there's some that, have, you know, certain circumstances, but a lot of it is just, are you willing to take the responsibility and, and set you and your family up? So it comes back to that. So you can essentially buy time. You can buy your time and you can buy freedom. That's all I use property as a tool to do, is to buy time and buy freedom for me and my family and to do the things I want to do. I've got it up in the background. I run a free online men's group on every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Australian time for men to access help and and support them and and go through some things as being a husband, father and the best man they can be. That's something else I do. Like these things I do, sometimes I'll do free talks. Sometimes I'll do this. I'll talk to someone if they're struggling like I do this because I'm not super tied down to various things because the financial barrier it's in my life is dramatically improved.
0: Mm-hmm. So That's so good to hear. Now that it's, uh, it's wonderful. I I could talk about this for, for ages. I mean, I'm a mental health is kind of a euphemism. I think there's better ways to describe it, but the whole umbrella or spectrum of different facets of just, uh, just your consciousness and, and having clarity of thought and living a purposeful uh, um and intentional life. I mean, these are all things that perhaps I should talk about more or I should have you on uh to talk about more. But we we better wrap it up. But um was there anything let let's say um Daniel, someone's listening or someone's watching this and they are in their late 20s or their 30s or 40s, and you know, they they really do want to take their property investing to the next level, but maybe they're telling themselves a story that I can't do this, or maybe they have all the financial resources, but they're self-sabotaging and saying, oh, you know, everyone's just start to get me, including Daniel, including PK and you know, that this doesn't work for people like me only works for other people. Everyone just got really lucky in the last boom. And from this point onwards, 2023, it's not going to work anymore. So many mindset issues, right? What's kind of, I know it's hard to boil it down, but what's sort of one piece of advice that, that you can help or you can give to help people just take that, just take the step, just take the next, with or without the course?
1: Yep. As soon as you hear anyone start to talk about, the, oh, it's too late, this and that, Just be conscious so you can remove yourself from that conversation or that chat on on a social media platform. Remove yourself from hearing that kind of mentality and start putting yourself in a situation when you can hear other people's success stories, that property. and you can start to surround yourself with that environment, that data. And then most importantly, PK, it's just this simple. It's take action. It's absolutely, if if action action is forgiving, non-action is non-forgiving. If you just sit on the sidelines in life and you're property investing and just wait and wait and wait, you'll be a very bitter old person.
0: <laughs> yeah, Wes, uh, I like it. I like talking to you. You're you're very straight up. Uh, it's, uh, it's what we need sometimes. But I'm very proud to have clients like you, Daniel. You, and I appreciate you uh, reaching out and um and and volunteering your time like this um and for anyone else who's listening as well there's literally like more than a hundred client interviews in the client results playlist on YouTube. I honestly don't mind if you do the course or not but like Daniel said, go through those, they will serve to inspire you and educate you. And and hopefully they will just take you to that next step, take you to that next level, actually force you to to do something because without doing anything, you're not going to change your current life situation. That's one big thing that I've taken out of this chat. Daniel, I, I really appreciate your time.
1: Thanks, Pika. And just one last thing. I just want to say if anyone's listened to the podcast and they're and they're struggling or they just want to reach out and see more about what I do in the men's space, just yeah, don't hesitate to hit me up. I have got my gotyourback.com.au or my socials or anything like that. And just hit me up if you're struggling. And if you are struggling out there, just seek help and speak up. And yeah, it's um that's that's the main that's also nice. a message I like to I like to do as well. Yeah, hundred
0: percent And and I'll tag uh, Daniel in the Facebook post. Um, otherwise, his name is Daniel Bolger. Uh, you can you can look him up. And as you can see, pretty, pretty nice guy. <laughs> um, all right. Thanks so much, Daniel. Thanks, guy. Cheers, mate.